This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Picture it. America 2020. You're walking down the street, earbuds are in. A song comes on Spotify. Suddenly, there's a spring in your step, gas in your tank, and you are feeling the fantasy. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a strut in that ass song. What makes a good strut in that ass song? That's intensely personal, but that won't stop the great pop culture debate from trying to determine the best strut in that ass song ever. First, let me introduce our panel. I made love to the camera. Now I have a really weird rash. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Supermodel of the world, Dan Howell is here. I am here to work and turn, hunty. She knows how to work it and be seen. Carissa Kloss, what's wrong with being confident? What? I think you've got me underrated. (laughs) (laughs) And Kate Reculia, do you want me to seduce you? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Girl, yeah! (laughs) Very nice. I think it works. Sure, we're gonna go with it. I, I feel like the the ghost of George Michael came down and was speaking through you. So <laughs> you had nothing else to do today. No. All right. So speaking of working, how does this work? For our mini sods, there is no general pool. We just ask our panelists to pick their favorites and then we argue about them. So all four of us scoured our iTunes catalogs and we came up with our favorite strutting songs. We then voted on each other's picks and came up with the top 16, which we added to a bracket for debate. If you want to follow along at home, you can find this bracket on greatpopculturedebate.com along with the brackets for all of our other episodes. And if you want to listen to all of our picks because we're far too cheap to get the rights, including the ones that didn't make this bracket, you can find a Spotify playlist with all 60 of the suggestions in the bonus material section on Great Pop Culture Debate. So let's go on to round one of the debate. Three quarters of us said amen to Lizzo's worship while Carissa beat her mug to Your Makeup is Terrible by Alaska, a.k.a. Alaska Thunderfuck, a.k.a. Alaska 5000. Carissa will defend her beloved Lasky while Kate will pray at the altar of Lizzo. Uh, Carissa, why Alaska's Your Makeup is Terrible? So, yeah, I mean, you had it when you said my beloved Lasky, like I fucking love Alaska. I am an Alaska stan. I have an Alaska tattoo. My roller derby name was Little Pound Cake. Like I fucking love Alaska. Okay. She's my number one. I also really love her music. I think that the drag community has given us a lot of really like fun, poppy, kind of dancey, strutting songs. And I think her first album, Anus, is full of those. <laughs> but her first song. <laughs> her anus All right, is I get it. It is. You know, anus thing is possible. Um, and her first song was Your Makeup is Terrible. Um, from her really hilarious line from the challenge where they had to do the um, perfumes. And, uh, and it's just so good. Like, I know that this, this, is, this is a losing pick, and it's okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, 
I just had to just proclaim my love for Alaska and what she has given us, which includes the, like, the song is incredibly quotable, and it includes the line, you need my ID? This face is my ID, motherfucker. Like, come on. <laughs> like, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Like, if you can ever pull that out in real life, like, that's that's goals. Oh, I have. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I've absolutely used that, that line. Um, but so I want to step back for a moment because people who are listening to the show may have literally no idea about anything that Chris oh, just said. They're just like, <laughs> the state? Like, what? So um, Alaska is a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race who competed on season five and All-Stars 2, which she won. Um, And many of the Drag Race girls have gone on to release singles of, let's say, dubious quality. But Alaska... Alaska actually has had like genuinely great songs. They're not necessarily parody songs. They're they're actually really good club songs. But to this point, strutting that ass songs because Alaska's got really great beats and that yes. bass. And it, it does it makes you when you are walking down the street, and this is we're gonna talk about this, the way that I approach the strutting that ass song is when I am walking down the street, do I get the mm, mm, is it propelling me forward and am I into the groove? And your makeup is terrible, 100% says that. And it is a really funny song. So if you have not listened to it, go to our podcast, or excuse me, our website, listen to the bonus materials. I think you will agree with Carissa. It's a great song. But Kate's going to take us to Lizzo, which I think everyone knows. Welcome to church. Yeah, no, Alaska <laughs> is great. And I actually, I was thinking, uh, it was you, uh, Eric, and Carissa, and I, and Derek, I forget who else was there. When we went to see in Boston, one of the Drag Race tours, um, and it was the first time I saw Alaska perform, and it was the first time I heard Your Makeup is Terrible. Same. And it, the whole show was wonderful, and I liked Alaska very much from the show, but when she comes on to sing that song, it was like, oh, this is another level. Yes. <laughs> this is a whole other level, Alaska's a it's star. It's a star moment. Yep, yes. it's a star moment. But that brings me to Lizzo. There's so many... Lizzo songs that could have been in this bracket. There's so many songs that she sings that make you want to move, that make you want to celebrate and just revel in being alive and in your body. Um, This song, I think, is a fantastic pick because it is so just unrepentantly like joyful. Um, And speaking of, this also has a drag um, tie-in. Current reigning. Wait, can we can we give away? Drag race. So in the recent uh, Black Queer Town Hall video digital drag show, current reigning champion Jada Essence Hall did a number to this song. And it was everything. <laughs> She's wearing her, the orange outfit that she wore mm-hmm. in the end. It's just mm-hmm. with the crown. absolutely with the crown, absolutely transcendent. Um, we, and when I say we, I mean, white people have done nothing to deserve Lizzo. <laughs> But it's true. I, but I am yeah. grateful yeah. and in awe. And it's just such a, a song about joy and ecstasy and excellence. I love it, Lizzo. And getting into her. And I'm glad that America has finally gotten into Lizzo. Because when she first came out with, I put my hands up, toss my hand, be how you do, feeling good as hell. There we go. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is great. And I hope people really get into it. And it was kind of like a tepid response. And then like, it really started to hit with her most recent album. And yeah, yeah, as Kate pointed out, there's like, I think (laughs) someone else put another Lizzo song on their picks. Fitness. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I 
Juice just narrowly mm-hmm. missed my top 20. Yeah. And yeah. you can argue recency bias is one of those things that we always struggle with on this podcast. If you listen to the Disney one, I know a lot of people are very angry that Coco <laughs> made the top four. It's very, very I controversial. It's fine. But, it's fine. <laughs> um, but I do think that Lizzo will stand the test of time as one yes. of the artists that is a great threat in that ass artist. And yeah. um she- she is she's she's already an icon like i could just like listening to lizzo play her flute on instagram i want to like yes she's so talented and so exceptional i just really love her (laughs) agree so uh, we still have three to one in favor of lizzo uh curris are you going to maintain your alaska allegiance I am just because I think that someone, you know, like I'm staking a claim here, but I'm totally fine with Lizzo going forward because I think she's incredible. And I had fitness on my list. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to advance Lizzo's worship to round two. Next, we were evenly split between Depeche Mode's Personal Jesus and Earth, Wind and Fire's Shining Star. I'll preach about Depeche Mode's Divine Rights, while Dan will argue (laughs) why Shining Star is elemental. Dan, take it away. All right. I mean, you know, Shining Star, it's one of those unbelievably iconic quintessential disco tracks that even people that like kind of don't like disco still secretly love shining star uh like i feel like it's just ingrained in our culture because it's been in ads it's been in movies it's been on the air for like almost 50 years which is insane um and yeah just one of those songs it comes on and you're like oh yep Yep, this song has started. Uh, I'm good for the next three and a half minutes. I can't do anything else because it's it's a mandatory dance break. Yes. Regardless of what you're doing. You're at work. You're doing the dishes. It doesn't matter. Shining Star is on. You're going to dance. You're going to bop to it for sure. And this is what... You have to. And this is one of the things, again, we're, we're going to, I think, come back to over and over again, is Shining Star has a lower BPM than, I think, a lot of disco songs. And when I was putting yeah. together my list, there were songs in there where I was like, oh, this is absolutely going to make it. Because just from my own personal recollection, like ones that I'm, I always kind of strut that ass to. And a lot of my disco songs didn't because I was like, but I'm not actually strutting to these as much as I'm just they're like, get me going. <laughs> Shining Star, you can strut to because yep. it does have that lackadaisical, I, I referred to it in, in our communications back and forth. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It's the Goldilocks zone. <laughs> and that's what Shining Star has. It's like the greatest measure for BPM ever is the yep. Goldilocks. Yeah. And you're not the in a hurry. You, you, don't, you have some place to be, but like you're just feeling yourself right where you are. That's what it is. Oh, that's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's true. So I agree. Shining Star is a great song. And um, we will get to more disco down the list. But anyone who doesn't like disco, I don't understand you. I don't understand your life choices. And I think you need to reexamine it because disco is joy. Like, uh, the, you put it away, whatever your, like, hangups are. And we'll get to this again later on. And I want to do a disco only podcast at some point. Oh, yes. No one else seems to want to. Uh, no I one would, else seems I to would. want to do it. <laughs> I I did my hand. <laughs> you did not. You did not sign up for it when I called for panelists. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> All right. All right. I see, Kate. I see Carissa. And I know Dan's into it. I um, but I'm going to talk about Depeche Mode and Personal Jesus. So my main argument for Depeche Mode's Personal Jesus is, number one, I think New Wave is overall not that represented on this bracket, even though there's some great New Wave strutting songs. Um, but the baseline in Personal Jesus alone should get it to advance to round two. 
like that is a strut bass line. That is it, it itself is strutting down the musical staff lines, right? It, it's a great song. Depeche Mode has a, a bunch of great, actually, strutting songs. But Personal Jesus also has that, like, you're walking down this. Again, picture yourself walking down that street. Your headphones are on. And that, like, echoing, like, borderline aggressive, your own personal Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it drives. It's a little bit dark. It's also kind of weirdly hopeful. Someone who cares, someone who's there. Like, I love it. Everything about this song, it just like, it propels you forward. You don't even have to walk. It moves forward. You don't have to walk. That's why I'm saying Depeche Mode over Earth, Wind & Fire. No disrespect to Earth, Wind & Fire. But I'll take votes. Right, We were evenly split. So, where, Kate, where are you coming down? Um, uh. I mean, it's a little tricky because both of these songs were my picks. I love both of these songs. I have like strutted my ass all around Boston to both of these songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have to give it to Personal Jesus because, um, yeah, it's just like I listened to, I forget what it was called, but there's a compilation. It's a two CD. I should tell you when I was listening to it. Compilation of Depeche Mode's greatest hits that I like literally listened to my disc man for the majority of 2004. And Personal Jesus was on there. Reach out, touch faith. Yeah, Yeah, like it's so good. It's so good. good. (laughs) Okay, so that's Kate's vote. Carissa. Yes, Personal Jesus. I, I mean, rock is my genre of choice. And this is really like the only real rock song. I don't know. I I guess we can split hairs over rock versus pop, but personal Jesus is my favorite. Okay. And I'm sticking with personal Jesus. So I'm sorry, Dan, I think earth, wind and fire was extinguished. I mean, (laughs) they're both excellent songs. Hey, listen, I love personal Jesus. I love Depeche Mode. So I'm, I'm good with this. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to advance Personal Jesus to round two. That's, I think, uh, we will not be struck down at, at this exact moment from the heavens. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I want to make a joke about how, like, <laughs> when you were listening to Depeche Mode, there was only one set of footsteps, because that's when your Personal Jesus was <laughs> <laughs> On the beach. I of approval. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the majority of us were deeply cut by Annie Lennox's Walking on Broken Glass, while Carissa was stuck on Boogie Oogie Oogie by A Taste of Connie. Carissa, why are you blaming it on the boogie? So this goes back. Okay. I fucking love disco. All right. Like (laughs) in the 90s, when I was a teen, I was obsessed with the 70s obsessed i had a like best of disco compilation cd and the song was on it i think it was probably the first track and i was obsessed obsessed it like it's such a fun little like sparkly beat in the beginning and then once that bass kicks in it's like a you know and it just like it's like the right disco beat and it's just like we're gonna boogie oogie oogie until you just can't boogie no more like what a promise what (laughs) (laughs) what a promise right it's not a threat it's a promise it's a future we all get behind right true or in front of depending on your preference (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, Carissa. I'm going to 
I'm going to explain why I'm into Annie's hard knock life. So um, <laughs> walking on broken glass, again, this is one of those songs that you don't have to do anything. It does it for you right from the beginning. The kind of like it slowly goes up the piano. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, that sounded more like the little things from Spaceballs, but it sounded like. Um, <laughs> did we get to Disneyland? <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Um <laughs> But this one drives, um, and, and uh, I guess kind of like Personal Jesus, but in a very different way, because it's also got the amazing, I am a scorned woman, I'm going to fuck some shit up, which I will always vote for every single time. So it's got a great message. You've hurt me. You've already like ruined everything, but I'm still here, right? Um, and I'm going to show you how fucking amazing I am. And one of the other kind of when I'm doing my Strut and Ass song uh, picks is this is super, super weird that I'm going to this reference, but work with me, people come with me. Um, <laughs> Sex in the city. We've all watched it. Right. So there's a moment where, um, Oh my God, why am I blanking on Charlotte has had a miscarriage and she's completely destroyed. And um, she finally decides that she's leaving her home and she goes out and she, she's going to she's Liz Tailoring. She puts on her sunglasses and she whips her hair back and she struts out into the streets. And that is what walking on broken glasses to me is a song. It is the Charlotte is discovering her Liz Taylor power. And that's how I think about walking on broken glass. I've done a terrible job defending this song. I acknowledge that. But I think the song itself is deter is deserving of around two birth. So I will take votes now from Carissa. I'm with, I'm sticking with my disco fave, Oogie Oogie Oogie. All right, uh, Dan, I'm going to you. Um, I, I, you know, I had Walking on Broken Glass and I, I gotta stick with it because I love my girl Annie. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. um, I can feel I, Kate Tempting. Prior, prior to the recording of this, I may have offered bribes of my cat, pictures of my cat, and all together <laughs> to get people to like push this through to the bracket because I fucking love this song. Oh, so God. I, mean, I, I can't wait to talk about it in the next round. Yeah. And that's why I took it in round one because I knew I was going to be the least passionate person to argue for Thank it. So you, the fact Ariel. that it made it through this round with my shitty explanation is good because it is advancing to round two where I'm sure Kate can carry that water. All oh, right, Eric, next. Eric, you're the sweetest thing that I ever knew. <laughs> Everything is possible. Uh, we had another split decision between Danny Lovato's Confident and T-Rex's 20th Century Boy Dan, why are you so sure of confidence? So, so listen, again, this is one of those tracks. When it comes on, you literally have to drop whatever you're doing, unless you're driving, and and <laughs> get ready for all that is Demi Lovato's confident. Um, and I feel like, it, you know, and it's one of those songs that always feels so wrong to love because, like, Demi Lovato was a Disney star, and now she's got, like, this empowering, lady-positive anthem about standing up for yourself and doing what's best for you. And I'm like, this is, this is like awkward that I love this so much because you had a Disney TV show. But, okay, cool. <laughs> but those horns start and then they introduce that thumping bass and it's just like, yeah, you got it. You got to feel that fantasy. You got to strut that song out. And it just like, it's a great track, but it also has a really good positive message hidden in there. 
Mm-hmm. It does. And I will say, yeah, Demi started out as a Disney star, but she's been killing it in the yeah, pop game really in the last has. like yep. four years. And I was also, it is, I was also a little bit like, uh, no, this isn't going to happen. But she's happening. And she also has an incredible voice. Like uh, one oh, of the. For sure. Really a distinct, really fantastic, almost, oh God, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but kind of Linda Ronstadtish for like the current generation. Oh, I see that. I I see that. I do. Yeah, that makes sense. I think she's amazing. But um, yeah, so confident. It's a great song. And Demi Lovato has nothing but my respect. Kate, why did you find T-Rex to be dynamite? <laughs> well, I do. I do also really love, I really love Demi Lovato. Heart Attack. Heart Attack is my Demi Jan. Um, cool for the summer. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, th- there's so many songs actually by Mark Bolin, T-Rex, that also like Lizzo, that you they just have, the T-Rex sound is one of movement and like you feel it in your hips and this one like personal jesus has an incredible riff at the beginning which of course because i'm thinking of personal jesus right now and you have the like kind of funk thing that did you hear it you heard it yeah i heard it i heard it i heard it and it has it has a perfect bpm for strutton it has sort of like weird lyrics that people always mishear and kind of sing under their breath just like robin hood like, but it's also it's this incredible like hard um heavy strut that is very like that has a glam edge to it right like this song i know this song from the soundtrack to velvet goldmine like that was where yeah. i first heard it um and it's just it's an incredible song um i yeah I, i'm like i voted for this one right yeah i did <laughs> and i think well I, I, while i do like confident a lot i do feel that um the T-Rex song has longer legs, as it were, in terms of like iconic riffs, iconic sounds. Um, I actually was doing a little research before this day. Did you guys know there was like a 2000, 2001 Levi's commercial with Brad Pitt with this song? No, <laughs> like, I believe it. It's like the story, that, but... the story is of him. It's it's like a commercial with a story because it was 2000. It's him <laughs> like getting out of jail and he doesn't have like pants. So like this girl drives up in a convertible to pick him up and throws Levi's at him. And he's just like impossibly beautiful. I think it's even before Ocean's Eleven. And I didn't hate it. <laughs> but i just don't understand why would you give brad pitt pants right. why wouldn't you want him to remain pantsless yeah i think that commercial backwards i mean so he could take him off again like yeah <laughs> i guess okay but anyway yeah. but it is it is more of a gold a velvet gold mine energy that's sort of like glam glam it's glam rock. hard hard rock glam rock rock with a queer edge like it just feels t-rex to me and i love it Totally, totally. All right, so I'm going to go to the votes now. Uh, Carissa, where are you coming down on this one? I'm still with Confident. I think it's an amazing, like, lady empowerment anthem. Like, don't, like, you shouldn't have to be a shrinking violent. Don't listen to the world. Don't let it tell you that. Also, I have seen it performed by so many drag queens, and I fucking love it. It's such a good drag <laughs> number. It's it is a great finger drag. snaps. It is, it, yeah, it's great. You can get the little wrist, like, round thing. Ha- it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> So that's going to leave us a, a split decision still, and we know what happens in split decisions. Oh, boy. Chaos. Damn you. <laughs> Eric is, uses his white male privilege, and he... 
<laughs> so you can come at me, bro. But we are advancing 20th Century Boy with nothing but respect to Demi Lovato and Confident. They are great songs. Uh, ne- thankfully, we're not spending the next song. Three quarters of us laced up Nancy Sinatra's These Boots Are Made For Walking. While mm. Kate took Independent Women Part 1 by Destiny's Child extremely literally. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, tell me what you think about me and the song. I mean, this is my, as, you know, listeners, if you heard the Breakup Songs episode, Independent Women Part 1 is my favorite Destiny's Child song. It has the iconic tie-in with um, Charlie's Angels countdown in the beginning, Cameron D and Destiny with my girl Lou. <laughs> and my girl drew <laughs> and it has like you know them that's like they're in a computer generated fortress or something and clips from the movie you're playing in the background but it is i mean it is an anthem to that sort of like high kitsch idea of what charlie's angels is in terms of female independence <laughs> like and and i just i love it i feel like I feel like in some ways you don't get uh, single ladies until you get independent women, right? Like there's mm. a, there's a clear line between mm. those sure. two songs, and and I just like I love the breakdown, the end, child of destiny <laughs> when they like go to the bridge. <laughs> it's just it's so kitschy, and I love it. And I and I love these boots are made for walking, but I feel like I already like voted for that as a breakup song rather than a strutting that ass song. So that was that was my. Mm decision <laughs> yeah these were both in the breakup bracket they they were they were so dan you're our nancy boy and talk to mm. me about <laughs> boots yeah listen uh <clears throat> this song is so good um it's it, what i what i love about some of these strutting the strutting that ass songs is they literally tell you what to do like <laughs> put your boots on because we're going to walk now. And it's, it's, it's implicit that, like, you're not going to dance to this track. You are going to walk. You are going to strut. You are going to show it all off. And, like, everyone's going to be a little jealous of you. You are empowered. You are a strong, dare I say it, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And you are here to own everything. You have opulence. It's amazing. Um, also, I heard this song um, in German at the end of a play once, and it's also great in foreign languages. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> oh, is, oh, this, is, is, this in, is fantastic. What is it in German? This song transcends language. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I cannot speak a lick of German. Um, da, so I'm da, sure da, I would offend many, many individuals. Uh, it's, <laughs> but it's Great. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I, I cannot, I, I will very happily see Boots Are Made for Walk and Go Forward, but I have to stay true to my independent women. Part one. What is part two? What is part I, two? Did we ever get part two? Does it's anyone know? Ladies. Is it I guess. Really? I mean, it is. Uh, no, I don't. Emotionally. Emotionally. It could be. I like to think that the the sequel is Blue Cantrell's Hit 'em Up style. Oh. So you were independent, you got with a dude, Ooh. he cheated on you, then you took all of his money. If you're so, man, gotta get Buck Wild. Hit 'em Up style, <laughs> pop, up pop, style. pop, pop. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's I like this journey that we're going on. So that's exciting. I haven't thought of that all song right. in a long time, Eric. Thank you. That's a great song. With logic like that, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. So I, 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 we still have the other three. Are you sticking with boots or made for walking? Dan, Carissa, myself. Yes, for me. Absolutely. All right. So 
Sorry, Kate. Uh, okay. Advancing was not in your destiny, child. Uh, <laughs> you mean her child of destiny. <laughs> exactly. That was some low-hanging fruit there, kids. Uh, all right. Three quarters of us decided that George Michael's Too Funky was in fact just the right level of funky, while Dan disproved the thesis of young MC's know-how by proving himself, well, wrong. So, Dan, <laughs> why know-how? Um, so I, I, I love Young MC since the first time I heard his album, like, I don't even remember how old I was. Um, but yeah, it's just so good. It, it, it samples the theme from Shaft. Like, ah, you can't really beat that. It's so good. Cause the theme from Shaft is just a great song, period. So he knows what he's doing. He, he knows what he's got. Um, it also has like some of the most killer rhymes in a song ever, because I'm pretty sure there's about 5 million words in this song. It's insane. And I feel like it's one of those like sleeper strut tracks. Like you don't think you're like I'm young MC now, but you're like oh you know what yeah no this is on and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this and I'm gonna I'm gonna know how to do this this is good <laughs> it is just a legendary delivery it's I, young MC is so good and I think he's so overlooked um, his stuff is so good yeah I mean his rhymes really are incredible They're and the thing about they're nuts. And we don't have anything like that now that I'm aware of. And I'm sure someone can educate me, but like, Oh God, they're so fast and they're so smart and just yeah. ugh, so good. Um, and I'm the one who actually nominated the song from the beginning with to me, this song is a perpetual motion machine. Like you start it and it just, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And then, it's a fashion show song to me. Like, again, one of those weird things I go to when I'm thinking of strutting that ass songs, would this song play at a fashion show and people would walk to it? Yes. They would absolutely walk to know mm-hmm. how, and they would, mm-hmm. they would be strutting to this song. Oh God. But that said, there is no more fashion show song. Mm, I than like fucking your segue. Too funky by George <laughs> Michael. Kate, go ahead and take it. Oh, oh me? I thought you were going to take it. No, you're, ta- oh, so I'm sorry, Carissa, you're ta- taking it. I got the assignment, y'all. Yeah, I was going to say. You got the assignment. (laughs) I'm I'm champing at the bit to talk about this one, but go ahead, Chris. (laughs) Well, Kate, would you like me to seduce you? (laughs) This song is... Okay, so if we're talking lyrics, this song is filthy. This song (laughs) is filthy. Mm -hmm. I got to get inside of you, and I'll show you heaven if you let me. Um... There's a thing about your fingers working overtime. I got to think, and they should be mine. I'd love to see mm-hmm. you make it. I mean, the song, it's got that driving bass beat that makes you strut anyway. And it's got very suggestive. Li- I don't even know if these are suggestive. These, like, <laughs> Just text. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. They're direct. It's a manual. It's a manual. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Two more words. George Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a yeah, icon. So a little behind the scenes info for the people listening. Initially, we we'd made a rule that it was only going to be one song per artist that made the the list, the bracket at least. And initially George Michael's Freedom 90 was the George Michael song that made it, and I think it had unanimous approval from everybody on this podcast. And I was like, I feel wrong about this. <laughs> I feel that Too Funky needs to be the one on there because to me Freedom 90 is amazing. It is. But Too Funky is the George Michael strut in that ass song. So mm. I feel as though I failed this podcast and I have to remind myself <laughs> um, 
after the fact because I put the too funky extended edition on the playlist for the panelists to listen to to make their choices. And I think that was a mistake because it's actually worse than the, the single version. Um, but yeah, that's so just so people know. I like we, we retconned things and put too funky in there, uh, but I don't regret anything. No, I don't either. And I'm honestly, if I had to choose, like, what is George Michael's most iconic song? I would probably choose Freedom Ninety over Faith. Sure, but like yes. Too Funky is the astrading apex. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I, I and I gotta say, I love that Young MC song. It is so good. If mm-hmm. it had been up against mm-hmm. anything but Too Funky, I would have put it through. That's a tough <laughs> matchup. It's a tough it matchup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, and there were no bum songs on this top 16. I was very pleased with everything that made it. I'm the one who initially put Know How on there, but I'm still putting Too Funky through. So uh, I think we do have three votes for Too Funky over Know How, uh, which, sorry about it, but that's where we got to go. We have uh, we were deadlocked between Supermodel by RuPaul and the BG's Staying Alive. I will turn to the left and defend Mama Ru, while Carissa can tell by the way I use my walk that I'm a woman's man with no time to talk. <laughs> Literally, nothing of what I just said is accurate, but she's going to say the BG's. Okay, Carissa. Um, so remember when I was defending Boogie Yogi Yogi and talking about how much I love disco as a teenager? Um, I was obsessed with Staying Alive. I watched the movie so many times. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if I even like the movie. Um, but I just... it Because it, it, <laughs> it's it's weird, okay? It's long and it's weird. And there's the White Castle scene that you're just like, what is happening? Um, but anyway, Staying Alive, open, like the film opens with the song. And you see Tony Montana from the boots up strutting with his pizza and like i mean this is maybe skipping ahead to the next matchup but talk about native new yorker Mm. you're like teenage carissa this was it this was it and this is a say like it's up against another song that tells you what to do like it's got instructions i mean (laughs) not as much but you know you can tell by the way i use my walk and it like it gives you the beat to use that walk to. So I just I, like all of that is just like fused into my being. And it's so iconic that I just, I, I have to go with the song. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. These are two, I actually think this is the most iconic matchup mm-hmm. because I think that Staying Alive is the Strutton song of the seventies. Mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. with that, like when you do go to disco compilations, Staying Alive is like almost always the first track. It's going to get you started. Yep. But Supermodel is equally as iconic for the 90s. And like, I, I will admit that, so Staying Alive is probably true. That is true for all people. Like for the general public, Staying Alive has that level of iconicness. Supermodel may be less iconic for the general public, but for the people on this fucking podcast, and I'm going <laughs> to guess most of the people listening to this fucking podcast, <laughs> Supermodel is just as iconic. And as you pointed out, it gives you instructions. Mm-hmm. Turn to the left, work it, girl, give a twirl, do your thing on the runway. I defy you to have this song come on and you are not putting your hand on your hip and posing and mm, and giving it and twirling. And even if you are not a little girl from the Brewster Projects in Detroit, Michigan, who was spotted <laughs> an Ebony Fashion Fair talent scout and your modeling career took off. <laughs> I don't know how... <laughs> like. <laughs> And it is, I think, again, one of the all-time great fashion show songs. And the fact that a song like 
drag queen in the early 1990s became a juggernaut hit on a hip hop label. The fact, just the fact that it exists to me is magical. And we are still, it is still relevant 30 years later, whereas I would argue that staying alive is relevant from a nostalgic point of view. I don't think that uh, Supermodel is nostalgic at all. I think it is still every bit as vibrant as it was back in the early 90s. So we're going to put it to a vote. Um, Carissa, you're staying with staying alive. I will, but just, I mean, your last argument really like cuts pretty deep. And also, I mean, I had a hard time with the RuPaul songs because Sissy That Walk is my favorite RuPaul song, same, but same. also Cover Girl it could have equally been applicable here. And all three of those songs give you instructions, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, always walking the children through nature and you know what yeah and i love i love a good drag queen song because there's a lot out there that aren't great but there are a lot that are great and mamaru totally deserves to be here so i'm a little torn i mean i i could i'm a flag in the wind i could be blown <laughs> either way I think, all right so hey go i think i have to move over to supermodel <sighs> okay yeah, I know because of, <laughs> of your compelling argument in terms of, I mean, staying alive makes me move, makes me want to like, you know, but there are other BG songs that I like better. Mm. Um, and usually they're the sad ones. <laughs> but, but staying alive is also kind of a sad song. Um, but in like, there's no other song quite like supermodel contextually and it's like when it came out pop culturally like in terms of a song like I feel like you can look at staying alive and say that captured a moment in a culture and is like indicative of of a particular moment in time I feel like supermodel predicted the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and I <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna go with that Dan yeah so this this is a tough matchup I had a really hard time between these two because both had an impression on me at a young age I mean again as Eric said staying alive is like it's kind of like the gateway drug to disco for a lot of people um, sure. weren't around during disco um, and I mean I used to play my parents LP of the staying alive soundtrack or Saturday Night Fever over and over in my room and I was like this is great like all of the disco tracks on that kind of were pretty formative for me um, as a little baby gay. And it was great. And But then Supermodel, as I shared with the other panelists during our uh, pre-show communications, um, <laughs> Supermodel uh, was a mandatory warm-up song for my cross-country team in high school because, uh, yas, queen, it was amazing. <laughs> and I would strut out on that cross-country course warming up and, you know, I mean, no one probably should have been surprised when I came out two years later, but uh, here we are. Um, so yeah, this this is a tough call because they're both so good. But as Kate said, there are other BG songs I like more than Staying Alive um, that dig a little deeper. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Mama Roo and Supermodel. All right, so Supermodel's advancing, and we have one more matchup in round one. Uh, the sole New Yorker on the panel, myself, stands <laughs> Native New Yorker by Odyssey, while the rest of the panel went with Janelle Monet's Make Me Feel. Kate, why did Janelle give you the feels? Oh, Jan Janelle just, like, gives everyone the feels. Like, she's mm. just so 
like Lizzo in terms of that, like, true black creative excellence, right? Like, she's just, like, out of this literal world. <laughs> it's so um, – and this song in particular is such a – there's it's a perfect song. It's not too long. It's not too short. It has Prince vibes to it. Um, and it has – just such energy and fun to it. And and I let me say, I love Native New Yorker. That was the first time I had heard it was when it was on the mix that you put for Spotify. And I was like, Really? This is a great effing song. It's so good. But it's magical. Uh, it's magic. It's truly magical. But like make me feel it just gets in your head. It makes you like wanna like get up and like and the video, the video is awesome. It makes you mm. kind of want to like run in the club between Tessa Thompson and some dude. <laughs> Just back and forth between both of them. You're like, why do I have to choose? Um, you don't have to. You don't. You don't. Put on your vagina pants and you go. I mean, that is the greatest gift that Chanel Monet ever gave us, that video for Pink. But anyway, this is a great song. And I, I think it's it's one of uh, Janelle Monet, kind of like the peak of her like artistry and pop cultural powers. It's awesome. So I have complicated feelings on this. First of all, I, I know that Native New Yorker is not advancing and I'm at peace with this. I love, <laughs> I love Janelle Monet. I, I, I've loved Janelle Monet since Tightrope. And mm-hmm. I will be the, the person, I'm going to get yelled at for this, that was disappointed with this Janelle Monet album. I was. Wow. I wanted more because for me, her earlier work, I thought, was actually stronger. Um, again, Tightrope, but also Queen with her and Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. If you want to also talk about a Stratton song by Janelle Monet, I urge everyone to go <laughs> listen to that fucking track mm-hmm. because it is so good. It is like feminine black energy just overwhelming you. It's so good. So don't get me wrong. I think um, it Make Me Feel is good. It's a strong song. But because it's supposed to be a Prince influenced song and it's Janelle Monet. I'm like, it's a seven and I needed an 11, but that's me. Just, I, that is my shit. And I, I stand by that. I'm going to talk about native New Yorker for a second. And the way that I described this song to Kate was like, this song basically transforms you when you listen to it to a brunette woman in New York City coming out of the Union Square subway stop in like tight Jordache jeans with a purple silk blouse <laughs> and some type of a great pendant around her neck and gigantic fashionable sunglasses. This song, it's like a summoning spell. You become that woman. <laughs> you become, I don't know, Lindsay or Rhoda or whatever. And that, like, someone described it as magical. It literally is magic to me. It's like a spell, it's a song. And it, I get why it's not moving forward. But it is, to me, it brings up a, a specific time and a place and a person. And it perfectly encapsulates it. And I just think it's wonderful. So I respect advancing Jonelle. I think Janelle does need to advance from a, like, overarching, like, who has given us more to the strut in that S canon. Janelle, but I need to speak on Odyssey and Native <laughs> New Yorker. So, is everyone else still make me feel? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. All right. So, sorry, Odyssey. <laughs> sorry, Odyssey. Uh, that is the end of round one. We are going to take a brief break and start around our own bedrooms. You should do the same. Then we're going to come right back and we're going to uh, cover the second half of this debate. So, we'll be back in a moment.
Welcome back to the great pop culture debate episode on the best strut in that ass songs. We've gone from the sweet 16 to the elite eight. I am joined again by my panelists, Dan Howell, Carissa Kloss, and Kate Reculia. Thanks for coming back. We're going to jump right into our elite eights. First up, we have Worship by Lizzo versus Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. I'm going to do around the horn real quick for votes. Carissa, where do you come down on this one? I'm with Depeche Mode. Dan, where are you? I am Lizzo. Kate, where are you? I am Lizzo. Okay, so we are evenly split. I'm going to go to Dan for the commentary on Lizzo. All right. Like, I, you know, as we discussed in part one, Lizzo is just a juggernaut of talent and some fucking killer beats. Um, this song is, again, it's one of these empowering songs um, from a black female artist that is feels so personal and so exuberant about who she is and why she's here. And it's one of those that just transcends everything um, and everyone can relate to. Um, And it's awesome. I mean, it's just a damn good song. All right. So Carissa, go for personal Jesus for me. I mean, this is really hard. A, we've got two religious seeming songs up against each other. Oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) How does this happen? Um, And I just, I mean, I'm uh, like the darkness of the Depeche Mode song is something that's not really seen in a lot of the rest of these picks. There's something kind of like dark and grungy about it. And that's the kind of Stratton song that I really like. Some of my picks that didn't make the bracket at all are from bands like Gossip, which do like a really kind of like garagey grunge sort of feel song. And so that's just sort of that's my jam. So this is just like a personal preference thing, but like nothing against Lizzo. Like she's amazing. I saw her open for Slayer Kinney and it was, it blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea who she was. She passed out cookies. It was like, it was everything. Uh, And so these cookies, it was, it was, yeah, they threw them out. They were all pre-wrapped. It was (laughs) safe. Love it. (laughs) It was an icon. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't, I got nothing bad to say about that. So, because she gives out free cookies at her event, <laughs> that, that makes Lizzo my personal Jesus. And so, <laughs> you will always get me with baked goods, y'all. <laughs> um, but since I, I'm one of the swing votes on this one, I, I think that... Um, I, you know I love Depeche Mode. And I do want to make a shout out again. The playlist we put together has all of our initial picks on it. And Carissa had some really killer kind of garagey kind of more alt ones. The Bikini Kill song you had on there. I yeah. was like, fuck yes. And yeah. it made me remember like, oh shit, I love Bikini Kill songs from like back in the 90s. And um, La Tigra. La Tigra. La Tigra. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So please, if you have not, go listen to that. There are so many good Strut and Madass songs on there. But personally, I am going to vote for Lizzo, which I think makes it three to one Lizzo to Depeche Mode. Yes. I think so. That's fine. All right. So Lizzo advances to the final four. Next, we have Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox versus 20th Century Boy by T-Rex. I'm going to go again around the horn. Carissa, which one are you voting for? I'm going to go with T-Rex. Dan? I'm going with Annie Lennox. Kate's obviously uh, Annie Lennox. So yes, Kate, go first. I want to I hear this because you've been okay. revving. <laughs> This is one of I. It is not hyperbole for me to say this is one of like my actual favorite songs of all time. It is 
unbelievably catchy, just like lyric, or like on a, a sonic level. It's unbelievably catchy. It has all the things that I like in a pop song. It has, it's lush. There's orchestration. There's drama. There's a story. There's a character. The video. <laughs> It's, very it's, dangerous liaisons. Very dangerous liaisons. <laughs> with John Malkovich is the guy who has thrown her over and she's stuck with what's his face? Hugh Laurie? <laughs> like baby Hugh Laurie? <laughs> Which is a fine consolation prize. I know, but he's kind of a drip in the video. But like her, like I also I love a song that has like a real up-tempo approach to pain, right? Walking on broken glass. You were the sweetest thing that I ever knew, but I don't care for sugar, honey, if I can't have you. It feels like literally walking on broken glass to be this person alive in this moment. And it's so rhapsodic and catchy. And and it's a great vocal. It's an incredible vocal. Any Annie Lennox vocal is yeah. an incredible vocal. I mean, <laughs> that's it's true. Like, that's true. <laughs> right, right in my rage. I have never sung the song for karaoke. And someday I will again when we come out of the corona time. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're also forgetting... In the song, in the video, it is an actual like thwarp, like fan move when she like does the thump, thump. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's just gets me in the middle of my soul. I love this song. It makes me move forward into the future. That is amazing. <laughs> and um, this one, like, I'm the one who suggested 20th Century Boy by T Rex. I stand by it. I think it's a really great song. It's a great song. Um, but it's hard for me to vote against Annie Lennox here because, first of all, I do want to say I always try to have a little education component for any young homosexuals out there who uh, may be listening and are not super aware of pre-21st century pop culture. That is not a read. You guys have so much good stuff and access to so much good stuff. Now I understand why maybe you, you aren't as aware of stuff in the past. But go and do yourself a favor and listen to Annie Lennox Diva and Annie Lennox Medusa albums, oh, which Exactly. They are gay pop culture in the 90s when gay pop culture was still very much not overt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and pain through th- upbeat is Annie Lennox's like her 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 mode, right? Um it also has a, a wonderful bridge. And I do think that that's another one of those like checklist things for me with Strut and that songs. You have to have a great bridge, and Walking on Broken Glass has a great bridge to that song. So 20th Century Boy, the one I'm supposed to be defending. Um, to me, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Kate did point out that T-Rex, a lot of their music has a lot of great strut in that ass thing. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Annie Lennox has that pain through upbeat stuff. This is pure machismo. This is that male energy. It is all in the pelvis. Um, it's that, that ripping kind of baseline to it. And it. And I am not exactly totes mask for mask, right? But like <laughs> this one... <laughs> It hits me the same way that Bang a Gong hits yeah. me from T Rex, which yeah. is a little more laid back and sultry. Like, but it still takes me there. And Twentieth Century Boy is that, but it's amped up. It's it's Bang a Gong, it's but it's more aggressive. Crank. Yeah, it's aggressive. It is. I'm going out on a Saturday night, and I'm feeling myself, and I'm feeling good, and I'm going to get fucking late tonight. That is Twentieth Century Boy, and for me. That's why I put it on this list. I am very good with whatever way this one goes. I think I may have actually personally put Walking on Broken Glass advancing into the final four, but I'm confident with however way this one goes, 
Uh, Carissa, where are you coming down? I'm a T-Rex. I I think this is another artist where you could put so much of their catalog in this entire bracket. Like it's so good. And I, I really love T-Rex. And so I, yeah, I mean, this is a personal preference thing. I like the more grungy, like driving bass kind of things that uh, instead of like the tinkly, you know, pop diva stuff. I get it. I like Annie Lennox. I get it. But <laughs> I'm going with Mark Bolin here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Dan, where are you coming down? I'm I'm sticking with Annie. It's just so good. And again, as you said, you know, it was very formative in the 90s as a young baby gay figuring things out. Like, I got a penchant from my Annie. And I also love T-Rex, though. So it is. this is a tough choice. But walking on broken glass, man. So good. I know. Where so, you, or, I mean, Eric, if it sways you at all, picture, like, when did this come out? Like, 93, 94? Probably. I, I think it was in junior yeah. high. Just, like, yeah. picture little junior high Kate, like, watching VH1, because, of course, she watched a lot of VH1. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing this video and being like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I, I'm vibing with this so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. So, Carissa, I hope you will forgive me, but I actually think I am going to switch my vote to Walking on Broken Glass here. It's fine. I mean, (laughs) right now, our final four is two ladies versus two yet-to-be-determined. I am 100% on board with that. And it is 100% gay, which uh, I think, (laughs) no matter how this comes down. Um, Shocking. My podcast? I don't believe it. Okay. So, next, we have these boots are made for walking by Nancy Sinatra versus Too Funky by George Michael. I'm going to start with Kate. Where are you coming down on this one? I mean, it's hard for me to say between walking on broken glass and Too Funky, which song whilst watching the video on VH1 was more formative to me <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> this song is every word I want to say iconic everything feels like not enough to describe what this song is like and this is might be a very strange anecdote but I just have a very clear memory of like going to the doctor and it was just like a regular checkup I wasn't sick so it wasn't that I was at the doctor's it's that I was waiting in a room all by myself for the doctor to get there and like just obsessing about this song (laughs) that's a great fucking song except i was 14 and did not even say fucking in my head so and then (laughs) you go in to see the doctor and he does his examination he's like i'm sorry kate but my diagnosis is you're You're too funky funky. (laughs) you're just too funky for me and the only prescription is more cowbell, which is prominently featured in the song it's it's such a driving uh, hypnotic earworm girl yeah like it's just and it, and it is filthy <laughs> like it's it there's filthy. no subtext it really it's is. just it filthy the video um, the terry bugler video am i pronouncing his name correctly i always yeah. see it written okay is unbelievably gorgeous absolutely fantastic uh you're a model you're linda evangelista literally <laughs> literally 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 so um, before before we shoot our entire load on too funky right in this round because i have a sneaking <laughs> suspicion it might be adva- advancing okay, okay i'm gonna shoot it carissa where are you coming down on this i'm still with nancy sinatra i mean this is a are you it's a less than three minute song that is just an empowering anthem and it that beat does not stop the whole way through and it's just like are you ready boots start walking you know like it's I I mean it's I think it's an empowering anthem it's got a strut and beat it's 
a song about walking that makes you walk. <laughs> so, so I am going to come down with that because I don't have the formative uh, connection to George Michael, but I, I mean, it's the same thing. Like George Michael belongs here. So it, this is a hard one. All right, Dan, where are you? Yeah. Agreed that this, this is a tough matchup again. Um, you know, and I, I brought Nancy to the table for this one. Um, and as you know, someone who has been obsessed with, the sixties since middle school. Um, I got to stick with my girl, Nancy, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm voting for boots are made for walking. I, I respect that, but that means we're back to a tie and we it all does. know what happens with the tie. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what George happens. Michael's advancing. <laughs> George Michael's advancing. I, I hope that our, our listeners understand that I'm not trying to deliberately fix this. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but this is not a cheermocracy. This is a cheer tatership. And um, yeah, we're going to advance George Michael with yes. all respect to Nancy Sinatra and Boots Remade for Watching, which are a killer, killer both on. Um, and the remakes do not do any justice. To the oh, God, movies. no. God, they don't even exist. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, finally, <laughs> we have Supermodel by RuPaul versus Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. I'm going to ask... Kate, where are you coming down on this one right now? I'm Make Me Feel. You're on Make You Feel. Okay. So, Carissa, go ahead and uh, give your spiel. I mean, I don't know what – I'm with Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet, and I don't know what more I can say beyond what Kate had, like, presented previously, um, except I would like to bring up the, um, like, tongue click part of the song like this like in addition to strutton this is interactive you know like where demi lovato had the like finger snaps with the confident like this has kind of like this like you know i'm not gonna do it because it would be terrible but like a clucking like a i don't know you can get like you can get into it but another level deeper which we don't get from a lot of these songs so i think it's got it's got bonus points. So I, I'm going to let Dan um, go ahead and defend Supermodel, but I do want to make a rebuttal to that because if you want to talk about an interactive song, there is no more interactive song. The Supermodel, <laughs> turn to the left, work a girl, give a twirl, turn to the right. But that's still just body language. Like you can strut to make, make me feel, but then you start working your mouth. Like you got next level. But you're making love to the camera in Supermodel. <laughs> You're smiling. I'm like, I'm using everything when I'm making love to the camera. I'm not lazy. (laughs) I don't need instructions to tell me to do that, Eric. Oh, wow. All right. So Dan, go ahead and and go ahead and and argue for supermodel. All right. So, so so again, this, this is, this is a killer matchup. Um, uh, Supermodel, you know, again, I think we talked about last time. It has stood the test of time and came out at a time when it's still mind blowing that a drag queen had such a massive, massive worldwide hit um, that, you know, looking back, it formed so much of gay culture now that, um, you know, Rue Paul really pushed um, drag into the mainstream culture. Um, and this song really kicked it off. You know, I mean, it was in commercials it popped up in movies it was on in the clubs it's still on in the clubs it's still on drag race um you know and it's one of those where you quote it and 
everybody knows exactly what song you're talking about and everyone can move to this song. Um, again, it kind of finds that sweet spot tempo. Um, it's, you, you can sing with it. You can talk along with the song. If singing isn't for you, like there's, there's something for everybody in this. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's one hell of a jam. Um, you know, and again, as Eric said previously, looking back, the time this came out is crazy that this was such a huge hit from a hip hop label um, is completely crazy. It's completely crazy. And it's just, it's a damn good song. They're both damn good songs. But yeah, Supermodel's pretty killer. I, I will say to me, this is not even a contest. Honestly, like I already said my, my piece on Make Me Feel. It's a good song. Please don't get me wrong. Please don't send me hate mail. I love Janelle Monet. It's a good song. <laughs> Supermodel is a supernova, and so it, it it's not even on the, these two are not on the same level to me. Um, if as I think Dan pointed out, if you say lines from Supermodel, everyone's going to know exactly what song you're talking about. Make me feel does not have that level of omnipresence. Does that make it a better strut in that ass song? No. However, I will remind my other two panelists that when we did karaoke right when I moved to Boston, <laughs> I was just one of the say. One of the homosexuals, you remember, one of the (laughs) homosexuals of Boston gets up at the mic and does supermodel, and that entire bar turned into a fucking runway. So, (laughs) that was was literally the night that Eric and I met. It's true. It was. It's true. I don't know how you can sit here and (laughs) make any other argument that is not a 100% vote in favor of RuPaul right now. I, I don't understand it, but you need to live your truth. So, um, <laughs> again, unless someone's going to change their vote, Kate and Chris, are you steadfast in Janelle Monáe? I got to stick with her. I got to stick with her. Okay. <laughs> but guess what? I know. We're at another I know. tie. I know. And what happens with the tie? Damn the man. Save the empire. <laughs> Damn the man. Damn the man. I so, have to explain my art to you, Warren. <laughs> exactly. I don't have to explain my picks to you, Eric. That's right. Actually, you do, because I'm the host. Okay. So we have a final four of Worship by Lizzo versus Walking on Broken Glass by Ugh, Annie Lennox. Why are you trying to, to hurt us? <laughs> right? Why do we always hurt the ones we love? And Too Funky by George Michael versus Supermodel by RuPaul. I think it's a great oh, final four. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great 47 song playlist. Like, this is, we're splitting hairs here. You know, yeah. this is, yeah. It was great at round one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was great before round one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all struggled to come up with our picks to yep. start with. Like, yep. I have probably 50 songs, you know? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the original, original. Original playlist is five thousand songs Talking about the, the deep cuts, the deep cuts. I just want to shout out Twin Shadow. That's all. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Do you listen to that song? I think it may be on the playlist. Still. It is. I think it, it was one be, of yeah. your. Yeah. So yeah. Again, check yeah. that out. So final four first matchup: Worship versus Walking on Broken Glass. Yeah. I'm going to go start with Dan. Where do you come down here? I gotta. Oh, this 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 is this is a killer choice, but I gotta go with Worship by Lizzo. All right. I gotta do uh, it. Carissa, where are you going? I'm with Lizzo. Kate. I'm with Annie Lennox. It is in my DNA. The song is the sound of my soul. <laughs> I'm Annie Lennox as well, and I'm. I feel so. Let me say this: I feel genuinely bad. I do not uh, enjoy the fact that I'm wielding my power like a cudgel. I would much rather 
convert you all to my side through argument, but this is a mini sode and I don't have the time. Um, <laughs> but this is unfortunately where we are. It's a tie, and I don't think are either of you even open to moving on this. Or are you going to stick? I'm sticking. I'm not moving. I yeah. I mean, it's my girl. You can. Wield your cis white male power, Eric. Yeah, as the other cis white male. <laughs> I can and I will. So uh, walking on broken glass is going to advance over Lizzo. Um, if it was juice by Lizzo, honestly, I think I might have had a better See, and I, yeah, had a and I got, I, Yeah, I put Lizzo on here and it was such a hard choice between worship and juice. Yep, yep. Yeah, the juice ain't worth the squeeze if the juice don't look like this. Like, uh. come on. Come on. All right. And then finally, we have two funky versus supermodel. I'm going to start with Carissa. Where are you voting? I'm going to go with RuPaul here. Dan? I Yeah, RuPaul for sure. Kate? Too funky. <laughs> that is- I'm going, and I'm going with too funky. <laughs> this is the Kate and Eric show. I can see I, how it works. Can I try to convert you with one more appeal about too funky? Are and you then, trying to seduce me? Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like I feel like Eric and I both might have some seduction techniques to use right here, but no, I, I have no game. S- I have none. <laughs> I mean, honestly, neither do I. But but in I mean, it's, it's incredibly catchy, earwormy song, iconic video, all of these things. But also, as a young woman who is in ways direct and indirect, felt the world was telling her she was too sm- too smart, too tall too weird, too clumsy. In this song, too funky is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I put that into me and I felt like, I'll just be too motherfucking much of everything and I'm going to love myself. Thank you. George Michael. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um, my argument for Too Funky is going to go, I cut you off on this before, Kate, because I assumed we were going to get to this point, the video. Um, and <laughs> Take it away, Eric. Take it away. <laughs> Supermodel is a great video. Supermodel is a great video. Don't get me wrong. But first of all, the George Michael videos with the supermodels are iconic. They are like unimpeachable, incredible. Art. But, Art. Yes. <laughs> so this one has a couple lesser known supermodels than Freedom did. But um, there is a moment in this one where, to me, it is the only thing I think of when I think of this song. A baby Tyra Banks in this gigantic, billowing, lime green bathrobe just working the fuck out of it on a stage. And then the motorcycle bustier moment. Like, (laughs) it's too good. It was mind-blowing for a little fat teenager in Lafayette, New York, watching VH1 saying, who are these creatures? Like, (laughs) And I mean, you could also make that argument for RuPaul, right? And I did when I first saw her on the B-52's Love Shack video. Mm. But there is a sumptuousness to this video that is just lush. And that slapping, like, on what is it, on the one beat or the two beat with the slap with the song? Uh. Uh, it is a strut anthem, and for that reason, I'm still sticking to Funky. So, are you guys still on super Team Supermodel? Turn to the left. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Dan, are you going to turn to the right? Uh, listen, <laughs> you guys made great made great cases, but uh, Ru- RuPaul wins the day. She's a winner, yeah. baby. Shantae, we stay. Oh, man. So, Kate, I, 
I so I will say that I'm actually really struggling here because I do not want every single member of the top two <laughs> to have come from Eric's eating. <laughs> That seems like an abuse of power on a Trumpian level. So, I mean, didn't every single member of the top four come from Eric's edict? Mm, I mean, here's, here's I'm, Maybe. I'm willing to make a proposition. It's more important right. to me to have two funky in the final two than it is to have walking on broken glass in the final two. Okay. Whoa. So are you willing to recant your vote and switch it to worship if we have a worship versus two funky? Yes, I am. What even are rules anymore? Whoa. Whoa. I love this. This wheeling and dealing. This is what it's about, folks. This minisode has everything. (laughs) Plot twists. Time travel. Uh, Funkiness. Rigged voting. (laughs) Riga Morris. Riga Morris. Who's Morris? (laughs) If we go back... And and then we switch to worship, and I will be on the outs on worship, and I'm fine with that. So you guys get your way for worship in the final two versus too funky. Mm. That's a worship versus too funky mm. F2. Mm. And okay, if that's the case, Carissa, where are you where are you coming down? <laughs> Wait, for which part? For the final, final winner? Final, final winner, if it's worship versus too funky. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lizzo. Wow. Dan. <sighs> Man. I'm going to go with Lizzo. You all are crazy. You're (laughs) absolutely crazy. (laughs) I am questioning my decision having you on this panel. I've had a great two-episode run. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. It's been swell. Black female body positive, like, anthems and, like, feminism, I'm, I, you can't be surprised that that's where I'm on board. I- I'm not surprised by any of those things because I love all of those things, too. But if we're talking about strutting that ass songs, it is not even a question which one is a better strut in that ass song if we were talking about social messaging songs sure i mean too funky is not a great social message song (laughs) (laughs) that's what i took from it eric (laughs) but that is not what we're here for we're here for a song that is going to make you strut down the street Worship is a solid round one pick. In no way do I even think it deserves to be in the final two, and it sure as fuck does not deserve to win this. So, gasp. Wow. Gasp. Nothing. I, mean, I would be thrilled if either of these won, but I am voting for Too Funky. <laughs> and where are you sticking with Lizzo? I, yeah. And listen, my husband has seen me strut around our kitchen to Lizzo and worship more times than anyone would ever want to see me strut (laughs) almost any song in the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, that song just, it, it, it gets into me. I just love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a solid seven. I'm going to go back to that. It's a solid seven. There are much better strut in that ass songs on that album than worship uh. <laughs> um i mean and i think that it, I, you can't penalize lizzo for having too many good strutton songs <laughs> like i'm sorry you can get the fuck out of here that argument <laughs> i'm not gonna penalize lizzo for that i would say the same thing about george michael but i'm saying like in terms of her catalog i wouldn't put fitness in my top three well we're talking about worship but fitness potentially also belongs That's in your right. top three like I would put like a girl and juice as way better strutting songs than worship. Honestly. 
I just don't see it. So what what will we do? How will we? This this is. We may have. So here's the thing. I'm not going to use the Eric vote to declare when I refuse to do that. I refuse. I think that that's really cheap and gross. So (laughs) I think we may have to have a stalemate on this one because (gasps) if you guys are not willing to to budge on worship, that's cool. But I don't think Kate and I are willing to budge on too funky either. No. It doesn't seem like it. No. And you know what? This way, everybody wins. <laughs> everybody wins and nobody wins. And nobody, nobody wins. <laughs> Winning competition. And- it's all a part of capitalism, which I reject. That's true. <laughs> true. Damn the man. Damn yeah. The and I think that we should leave it up to the listeners to make their determination. So what I would say is that we're going to have to call this one a draw. Um, and I, I'm going to need my panelists to really look at their lives and look at their choices. <laughs> <laughs> Take a moment to reflect on, on, on how we got to this point. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, in all seriousness, <laughs> like this is this is super interesting. Like we've never been, we've literally so we've recorded like I don't know twenty of these at this point. I feel like something like that. We've never been at a point where we are absolutely deadlocked on a finale, and I think that's kind of cool. That that's, that's amazing. It is amazing. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that have you done any other episodes where we all picked the things? Mm. The only other one was the Crayola one. Mm. Yeah, and. I don't feel like people had as particularly strong feelings on yeah, it. Where this yeah. is something that people really do have very strong it's feelings. It's very personal. About. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you think about criteria, we we joked internally about Eric's Goldilocks BPM, you know, mm-hmm. that he needed for his, but like I some of my songs are all over the place. You know, there's some really fast stuff and there's some more like slow plotting stuff. Like I think Personal Jesus is kind of like a slow strut song. Sure. Um and yeah, like it's all over the place and it really is personal preference. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, so many of these, songs, I mean, they I, realistically, these songs all have messages in them, whether they're positive or sexually driven or whatever it might be. Because um, again, we're all over the map here. Um, but, you know, that was such an interesting part of choosing these songs is, you know, tempo was, I mean, obviously part of it, but I was amazed at how much more the messaging in songs meant than just like, oh, well, it's got a great beat and you can dance to it. Because, you know, I wasn't looking to dance to a song. I was, you know, the idea of strutting to a song became more than just moving to it. It was like, oh, I'm strutting because this feels personal to me. Um, So it's interesting to debate this because they are very personal songs. They are. And I think we we touched on this earlier was that um, every song in this top 16 was amazing. So if I was saying anything that was uh, in any way, not derogatory, but dismissive of any of the songs, including worship, um, please know, like I, every one of these songs is like an A song to me, right? Like mm-hmm. we are splitting hairs. Oh, for sure. It's like all stars. <laughs> it's like all stars, <laughs> except for all stars five, because there's very clearly people who are better than others on that season. But that's but so we're just making up rules willy nilly and doing whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> and in that way, it's exactly like all stars. <laughs> but um, 
No, but seriously, like uh, really for me, the part of these minisodes is being able to discuss topics that we couldn't do with a full yes. poll. Yeah. It would be impossible to do this. You can't do no. like a master list of Strut and that ass songs. It's impossible. Crazy. But yeah. I wanted to have a discussion about it and we did that. So we surfaced 16 awesome Strut and that ass songs. We had a great discussion about it. There's like 60 other songs mm-hmm. on the playlist for people to listen to. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a job well done. Go forth mm-hmm. and Strut. <laughs> <laughs> Go forth and strut. Exactly. Um, and so on that note, we have a tie for the first time in great pop culture debate history. Oh my God. It's a, it's quite scandalous. I do want to thank my panelists, whom I have nothing but love and respect for. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want you to go ahead and drop a note on this episode at Great Pop Culture Debate. Dot com. Let us know what you think. What are your strut and that ass songs? Do you think we were completely wrong by going with a tie? Do you think that uh, we should have stuck to our guns and, and put through something else? Let us know because your opinions actually do matter here. And in the meantime, uh, I want to thank all the musical artists for putting out such amazing killer songs for us to strut that ass too, and encourage you to get out there, get on the streets and pump it. Work it, honey. So on that note, <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.